Listening Dog Media. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Offside Rule. We get it. Brought to you by a Wolves fan, a Manchester United fan, and a Liverpool fan. Hello, and a very warm welcome to The Offside Rule. We get it with Kate Borsay. That's me. Hayley McQueen. That's her. That's me. And Lindsay Hooper, this is her. Hello. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another 30 minutes of jam-packed football chat. Uh, we're out every fortnight via Audio Boom and iTunes. Do check out our Twitter feed as well. Give us a follow. There are some great little nuggets on there. GIFs or GIFs, as someone called the other day, and I had to correct them. Uh, and all sorts uh, at Offside Rule Pod. You can also uh, check us out uh, on our website, offsiderulepodcast.com, and on our Facebook page, The Offside Rule. So, today... We've got three very fine topics to talk through. We're sat in Haley's flat, just to picture the scene. It's getting emptier and emptier as Haley prepares to spend next year on the streets. Quite. <laughs> My cardboard box is ready. I've got Lindsay's favourite hoodie that I'm going to be wearing every day. No, I've, I've bought a house. It's out in the country, so my London living life with my girly flat is to be no more. I'm expecting her to turn up in a barber jacket and wellies for the next one, girls. I like how you football themed it. You know, it's January, there's transfer moves going on and you're doing your very own move. So whilst we uh, sit amongst Haley's packed up belongings, and there's a whole wall of pillows and blankets and dresses strewn over the table as she packs her life up, uh, we're going to be uh, uh, jam-packing our way through the next 30 minutes. What are we talking about? Well, we can't do a podcast at this time in political history without talking about Trump. His inauguration, of course, was the other day, and his speech was a big part of that. I, I love listening to him talk for the fact that I can't, I can't listen to him talk without taking the mick, so I'm going to be trying to do that later on and at the same time I'm going to be asking you guys to make your most outrageous pledges please for 
the national game, okay? Trump might not be too interesting. He's going on about making America great again. Let's make football great again, shall we? Uh, I'd like blatant lies, wild claims and wacko pledges, please, from you two in line with Mr Trump. Um, We're also going to talk a bit about the women's game as well. The spring series um, starts in February, so let's do a bit of warm-up towards that, talk about some transfers that have happened uh, and also maybe a few lines from the game as well. And, of course, we are in the January transfer window. It's going to have closed um, just after this podcast comes out. So we're going to have a little look at who might go where, what might happen as this window slams shut. I hope Jim's on it again, is he? He's doing talk sport in the day and then he's going to Sky Sports on the evening. It's me, he's going to run out of things to say, isn't he? We just say the same things, but on Sky. <laughs> we love you, Jim. That does mean, with the recording and timing of this, though, that we could be making some outlandish predictions, Ooh, yes. couldn't we? Um, and I think if they don't happen, maybe we follow them onto the summer transfer window, where we know a lot more business does tend to happen. As the football reporter tries to save face if she gets anything <laughs> wrong, just laugh at us. If they don't happen, you can tell us that we're rubbish. Breaking news, everyone. Stand by your beds. This is Jim White. You can download the Offside Rule podcast this very day. The female take on football. And for the new year, the Offside Rule is also sponsored by BetOnBrazil.com and it's the betting site for all sports punters with great odds, markets and offers. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're thinking for the new year, I would like 60 quid, uh, they'll actually give you £60 deposit match when you use the promo code OFFSIDE. So just visit BetOnBrazil.com, enter the promo code OFFSIDE when you deposit and they'll match your deposit up to £60. Also look out for daily happy hour offers between 5 and 6 Six o'clock every weekday, and you can sign up right now at betonbrazil.com. Uh, betonbrazil.com is for over 18s only, and betting should be fun, so please gamble responsibly. Watch videos and hit subscribe to our YouTube channel, Offside Rule TV. And that's where we're going to start, the January transfer window. Who's not been snapped up yet? Who might go where? We've seen um, sort of a few deals go through. Berahino to Stoke, Schneidlin to Everton, of course. Hopefully his career will be rejuvenated. We've seen Font as well go to West Ham. So some good um, domestic transfers going on. Um, A couple from abroad too, but there are some free agents. Managers are wary of this time of year, we know, paying too much money, but some of them are in dire need. Let's go to Hayley to find out who you're going to send where. Okay, well, we've got, big talking point for me, defenders this season. Now, every title-winning side over the last goodness knows how long has had a rock-solid defence and pretty much a world-class goalkeeper, which is why I think Liverpool at the moment are struggling a little bit. So maybe they could come in for Patrick van Aanholt. Uh, maybe he wouldn't go to uh, Liverpool, but currently at Sunderland. And he wouldn't go in goal. <laughs> well, well, no, not in goal, but but as a, as a defender, yeah, as a left-back... Um, he is, of course, one of those players who, who's battling at the bottom, obviously, for a side that's going to struggle. But I don't want to see players like him and other great defenders dropping down into the championship. I think he's better than that. He's a Liverpool are probably better than him as well. But I was just making a point that defenders, I think, will be on the move uh, in this particular um, window. Joe Hart... I'd actually quite like to see him maybe even go mm. and sign for Chelsea and put a big fingers up really? to Manchester City and just say, well, you got rid of me, you didn't want me. Yeah. He's sticking with Bravo, even though he's, um, he's not the best, is he, to be fair? He's not Bravo, no, he's, he's not Bravo, but it has been Bravo to <laughs> Joe Hart, who's just gone about his business in the right way at mm. Torino. Uh, Courtois, I think, is looking like he's moving in the summer, so they'll just line up Joe Hart to slot him in. Why not? 
Well, it's like pick a goalkeeper playing in the Premier League to go to Real Madrid. We had everything, all that hullabaloo with De Gea. Uh, now it's Courtois linked with Real Madrid. Um, what do we think of his performances this season? Will he move and who comes in? I think Courtois is really solid. Um, it does help, though, like as Haley said, you look at it as a unit and you think, well, there's a really solid defence. And you can't say that Courtois started the season fantastically because when Conte was opting with the four at the back, he was conceding a few goals. Now that they've, you know, got this system that's working great guns for them, he looks even more solid, doesn't he? But it's, it's like Haley says, it's the defenders making the goalkeeper look good, the goalkeeper making the defence look good. And it is an intricate level of trust, I think, within any team's defence and the goalkeeper. More so than up front where you've got maybe your your selfish goal scorers, people that maybe in midfield want the freedom, like Deli Ali, to be given the, the chance to run around for Spurs where he wants and, and create for want of another phrase, a little bit of chaos up front or in midfield, but you can't have that in defence. You can't have wayward souls. And my other one would be to back that up. Chelsea probably don't need anybody right now the way they're sitting at the top of the table, however many points clear as we record this. Um, But... Antonio Conte has said as well, hasn't he, his number one priority will be securing a top-class centre-half. Um, there's a player that Manchester United have had tabs on for quite some time, so for him to do one over Mourinho, potentially sign Victor Lindelof from Benfica. So a couple of Benfica players actually at the moment are catching the eye uh, of the Premier League, and he is one of them. Mm. I've had a quick look at some free agents before we go to you, Lindsay, and we'll just band these around between us. Carl Jenkinson... Arsenal's Carl Jenkinson, Palace been trying to sign him. Emmanuel Adebayor, I've dropped this in just for Lindsay. It's her favourite player in the whole wide world. Uh, He's currently at the Africa Cup of Nations playing for Togo. Um, He reckons that he'd turn down Leon for this uh, for this stroke of national pride lens surely he is nailed on china bound <laughs> this is like the perfect place for him to you go you couldn't send him to china even if you wanted to but listen let's think about this sensibly we know he only impresses for the first 6 months of his new contract that's that's all you need if you're a team struggling at the bottom of the league maran shamak as well it's kind of a sh- he's, he's 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 a bit of a weird one isn't he because we know he's capable of quite good things no. Well, hang on a minute, he can be. And and I'm talking about a short-term impact player, a bit of security perhaps on the bench. Lindsay's shaking her head, she's not impressed. Wenger promised him so much, didn't he? And and he's always kind of said, oh, he, he... You know, he told me I was going to be playing regularly. He told me I was going to be playing with... Yeah, but welcome to the real world. I mean, come on. Yeah. He's just a championship player now. The only, oh. the only way that he can get into the Premier League is with a club like Reading or something mm. and come through. But I suggest you um, turn down the job of being Shamak's agent. Probably, probably oh. not the right person. Yeah. He's, he's, he's had his time. He's been and gone. He yeah. blew it, didn't he? Lindsay. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say for West Ham fans who love Dimitri Payet, and I don't know whether they still do now because it's not been great time, has it, for, for him as a player in terms of respect from the footballing community. But if you are a big, big Dimitri Payet fan, maybe close your ears off because I'm going to say just let him go to West Ham. I'm still working out how I close my ears off. I know I can close my eyes, but how do I, how do I close my do they just Do they just flap over? Kate loves it when I do this with with phrases. Um, Yeah, shut your ears, whatever you want to say. Um, Cover your ears. Cover your ears. But turmoil, I mean, absolute turmoil over my suggestion for this one because there is a part of me, I don't think player power should win out. Mm. I don't at all. 
But is this actually healthy for West Ham as a football club and a team if you've got a player who doesn't want to be there? No, I now, think you've just got to get rid. I mean, I've seen Payat's yellow Lamborghini or whatever it is coming into training every day. Easily the player on the highest wages at that football club mm. sign that huge contract as well. So that at the moment, that means that his stock's quite high if they sell him. You can't tell me that every other player that's busting a gut week in, week out, seeing him driving into the training ground, not doing anything at the moment, sitting on those wages, isn't going to start to get irked by it they surely are going to that will feed through the team and a player who doesn't want to be there in my mind just get rid of them if they don't want to be there they're not going to be putting in everything for the club and um, coming back to it, the value as well for West Ham if they actually sell him right now they will get a good price. There is interest there. I know that he's not got a good reputation at the moment, but they will get a premium price. If he wallows with the reserves, I think that price will plummet by the summer. And although he'll still be worthy of, of a good few bucks it won't be the premium they could get for him right now so I say let him go I totally agree with you there I think a lot of people do as well especially like you say the way that it breeds through everybody else just get rid of him but West Ham aren't that bothered are they about the money well I'm sure they probably are bothered but it's more the pride mm. and the principle over the price right now I think that's why he hasn't gone um, th there's also the case of in the summer being one of many players being banded around you, you you do have a slightly higher price on your head in January there is a lot less movement so they should Surely just maximise on it. Mm. Hayley. Right, what about um, RB Leipzig? We're currently battling for the title, aren't they, in yeah. that Bundesliga, and they have an attacking midfielder, 19-year-old uh, Oliver Burke. Uh, was it Nottingham Forest? Went out over there, been highlighted, of course, because of his performances in Europe and when you're shining the spotlight on players who are going abroad, uh, but he isn't getting a regular starting place at the moment because they're doing so well in the Bundesliga. So I think Middlesbrough might be in for him. Sunderland apparently as well, having a little look at him, but I don't think they'll be able to afford him. So he will probably come to England on a loan deal, which I think will really, really suit him and see how he goes for the last uh, six months. And the other great thing is, of course, uh, we need a few decent Scottish players right now. So one for the future for the Scottish national team. Uh, big up Burke. Hell yeah. I'd love to see that story happen where they come back from Europe to the Premier League and, and manage to cement themselves. And I'm going to say for my final one, Kevin Morales should be sold by Everton because I think at the moment, if you were a middle-range Premier League team, don't you think Kevin Morales would be a good option? Somebody like West Brom, who've let Sado Barrino go to Stoke, probably need a good striker, another good striker, another option. Someone like Watford with Igalu, you know, on the move um, potentially, and you've got Troy Deeney needing a strike partner. Mm -hmm. I think Kevin Morales brings a lot, so I think there would be interest. I think they'd get quite a good price for him. And the reason I suggest that Everton let him go is to make way for Wayne Rooney returning <laughs> to his boyhood club. Because that's where Wayne Rooney should go to. I think it's time for, I think, it, a double whammy here because Man United, I think Mourinho's right now. He's got the record. Let him leave Man United. Let him go and finish off his career at his boyhood club. And that would be a beautiful story. Not China, because Wayne's no. not going to be cut out for China. No. He's not going to like it. And he likes his family. He likes being in the Liverpool area. Why not just end it with Ronald Koeman? That's a great suggestion from Mourinho. But has anyone asked Wayne Rooney? I think that would be Wayne Rooney's dream. I think that would be going full circle, ending yeah. his career there. The only problem is I don't think any of the fans would be that happy with it. I genuinely don't. <laughs>
Hi, I'm Darren Goff, and you're listening to three gorgeous women talking about football. Now, football and women. I'll leave it with you. All right, well, it's turning into a bit of a transfer special, so let's head to the women's game. We know that the Spring Series, which, by the way, is kind of a one-off. Um, it's like a bigger last to pass, basically. The women's season's going to be running in line with the men's season uh, in the autumn. And uh, as a massive big band-aid to um, support the girls, keep them training, keep them playing, and also with one eye on the Euros in the summer, there's something called the Spring Series in the women's game. Runs from Feb to May, the winning team win a trophy, all the sides get to play each other. Um, so that's about to start but there have been some key moves and I always I always think this is exciting because we kind of the men's game can be a bit predictable in terms of transfers you see the same faces go around and around but the women's game still surprises me and of course it's still got some way to go in terms of attracting some of the world's biggest talent and what's happening particularly actually with players coming from America this time is interesting it really is so um, I'm going to ask you ladies uh, to pick out a couple of uh, new signings in the WSL that have caught your eye uh, and maybe uh, a line or two on the women's game if you can where you see it heading maybe something significant that's happened in the last four months or so during the off season um okie dokie I'm gonna head to Lindsay I've been waiting for this to happen for so long. I think it's a great measure of where the Women's Super League is that we have got talent from America World Cup winners we've got players that have been professional for many years over in the States, looking at the league that we have here in England now in the top flight and thinking, that's appealing. I'm going to come over there. It's got a good reputation. And it means that I think in terms of the way the game progresses, as long as the new winter fixtures work in line with the men um, and keep getting the crowds in, then I think the game is just going to keep growing. And a lot of this comes down to moves like the two I'm going to highlight. Um, what I have to say is I do think Manchester City women are out there in front. I think they'll dominate this spring series as well. And I think the only two clubs that can potentially threaten their mantle, if you like, is Arsenal ladies, who've got a great rich history in this country, and Chelsea ladies, who were last year's champions. Um, and there have been two key signings, I think. So let's start with Heather O'Reilly. Um, she's now going to be wearing the number 17 shirt at Arsenal ladies. She's come in. And when you look at credentials, you could look up and down um, the WSL and not many times are you going to be able to say that someone has got um, World Cup winner to their name, three-time Olympic champion, mm. 231 caps for their country, 231. And she was nominated for the 2011 Pushcast goal um, in the FIFA World, Women's World Cup in 2011. This is a, a woman, a, a player who oozes class. She's going to bring as much to the dressing room as she is quality on the pitch. Mm -hmm. And I think they'll all be really excited to see that she's put pen to paper. So, um, number one, Arsenal ladies. Actually, she is the first American player to have ever played for Arsenal. So maybe that'll pave the way as well, especially with the links with the manager, mm. of course, for a few more Americans going to Arsenal. What do you reckon? Yeah, I think that, that would be really interesting if that starts to happen. Um, and the other one, and I, why I'm really excited about Emma Hayes' signing at Chelsea Ladies uh, in Crystal Dunn is the age of this player. The, this isn't a, a player on her way out of her career. This is a player in her prime. She's 24 years old, Crystal Dunn. Um, she signed a deal only until 2018. So to me, that looks like as it's only next year, she's waiting to see how this goes. Um, if it goes well, we could see an influx of other players joining her. Um, she won the NWSL um, Golden Boot Award. She was playing for Washington Spirit. Um, they do this thing, don't they, in America, where they MVP, most valuable player. Um, she was in 2015 
exactly that. And she helped lead this team to the NWSL final. So she's also a winner. And that's what we want in the Women's Super League. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want to see it overran with foreign players. But I think if you can get a marquee signing like these two, mm. it's brilliant for viewership and it's also brilliant for the game. When you look at Heather O'Reilly, that's the ultimate professional. I mean, she will come in oozing professionalism because, of course, that's where the American game is. And that's where we're getting to here. One thing about her, though, was she the one, Lindsay, when we were in Canada at the Women's World Cup, was she the one who was a bit shirty with us? Do you remember one of the one of the American players was a bit kind of snooty? Was it her or was it someone else? I, you know, I was thinking about this the other day when we were we were hustling each table going around trying to get as many interviews as we could with all the American players. And I can't quite remember whether it was her or not. Yeah. There's basically one of them who's got a really amazing on-camera smile. Mm. Not, uh, no, maybe not so nice off it. <laughs> Um, anyway, Heather, we wish you the best. Uh, Kim Little, talking of American connections, we can't forget she's come back to Arsenal. Now, of course, you know, originally Arsenal ladies through and through. I uh, was at Seattle Rain, went to Melbourne City for a bit. But her arrival back here in England is very significant. For me, she is a standout player. She is one of the best, and I think for you as well, Lynn. You know she's my favourite. She's your favourite. And she is, if we were going to name um, a British player who would I make way we're like British now yeah like yeah now. because because she's actually Scottish um but anyway she is she is standout her ability and her skill is something else she's one of those players who who would so, has so comfortably fitted in with the game abroad the thing that I would say about her and Jordan Nobbs who's another exciting player who I really enjoy watching and Farrah Williams actually the three of them have got such a great footballing brain mm. and it's it's that mm. ability to be able to read the game and, and see what's happening before it's happened I tell you what I, I don't mean to put a dampener on things but one thing that I did see, you two know the women's game a lot better than me, but I always make sure I do my thorough research to try and keep on top of everything. And I was actually really disappointed to see that Sunderland ladies have reverted to part-time status. They had been full-time, hadn't they? So, um, yeah, that's a, a, a bit of a shame. They said um, they'd had a mixture of full-time and part-time players and it just wasn't working for them. So, um, effectively, they've... Uh, maybe taken a little bit of a step backwards but what it's done is um given Reading the chance to sign Rachel Furness so she's obviously been with Sunderland for many many years it's her hometown club somewhere that she loves and thought well if I want to play professional full-time football then I'm going to have to make a move and she's decided um to choose Reading so she was obviously a big part of Sunderland's rise up through at WSL1 as well in 2015 season um but uh, fingers crossed that uh, Reading will benefit from that one and obviously Reading they only have one striker on their books as well okay it might be the Wales international Melissa Fletcher but uh, maybe Furness could we're looking at persuading the likes of a uh, Beth Mead yeah, and other teammates to maybe follow her. OK, they'd probably go and sign for City, Arsenal or Chelsea. But, you know, with players like that, we've seen how it happens in the men's game, influencing their teammates to come and follow on. <laughs> Stick it to Sunderland. That's what Hayley's just done. Uh, we must say uh, a quick word on Kelly Smith, retired at the age of 38. Yeah. Uh, one of the greats in the English the game, great. really. Yeah, the great. Uh, the um England's first professional footballer. footballer. She went to um, American 99 and joined New Jersey. She's got five FA Cups to her name. Well over 110, was it 117 international caps? So, yeah, significant that we've had to say goodbye to Kelly. But 
the coaching side is going to be the richer for it. Yes, she certainly will be. She's like part of the furniture at Arsenal, ladies. I don't think you'll see her leaving there anytime soon and um, could go on to become a national coach as well in the future, one to watch out for. I know she inspires players massively and she's paved the way in the women's game. Her achievements single-handedly, I think, have changed the game for the better. Um, so congratulations to her in terms of celebrating a fantastic mm. career and excited to see what happens next. Also, two of her Arsenal ladies teammates, who we must also mention, who have said goodbye to Arsenal ladies, both after a significant number of years, Rachel Yankee and Emma Byrne. So um, both of those leaving Arsenal ladies too. Check out exclusive football content daily on OffsideRulePodcast.com. Okay, we can't have an Offside Rule podcast without looking at what's going on in the current media and taking the mickey slightly. Uh, it's been Trump Town, hasn't it? Trumpton, Trump Town, the last train to Trumpton. Anything that you want to link onto Donald Trump, we're there with you. It was his inauguration the other week. Yes, and that was ridiculous, wasn't it? When they showed the two pictures of Obama's inauguration and yes. how full it was. And then they come out and say, it was the biggest crowd for, for yes. Trump. And you look and it's dwindles of people. You know how press officers sometimes stretch the truth? Donald Trump's press officer stretched the truth about how many people turned up. And then someone showed him some photo evidence. He couldn't wheedle his way out of that one. So already you could suggest the outlandish claims are starting. And also, as an all-female football podcast, who are all pro-women, aren't we, girls? Mm. The Women's March, we must mention everyone who took yeah. to the streets mm. because brilliant, and that needs to continue, and um, that's our little political part. Yeah. Right on. I don't imagine Trump's going to be listening to us. In fact, he probably hates this. Yeah. He is hating what we're doing right now, <laughs> which is why we love it so much. Who cares? Who cares, indeed? Uh, so, just the beginning of America's modern-day political circus. Um, but I think it'd be a lot more interesting if, if we sockered him up a bit. Yeah, let's just make this relevant uh, to what we're up to in this podcast. So, do your best, please. I want your pledges for our national game. Blatant lies, wild claims, wacko pledges. Anything at all, please, from Donald to the UK game or perhaps to soccer abroad. Take it wherever you want. Well, what he's going to do is he's going he's to notice that there's rugby posts that are very, very high and tall. And when he adopts an English team like Aston Villa, like the Prime Minister did, and when they eventually get back to the top flight, he's going to install these rugby posts at one end of the goal. And when someone absolutely scuffs it into the top tier, he's going to be like... That counts as a goal, because that's how it works in the Trump world of soccer. <laughs> I wonder which team he'd adopt, though. Like, which team would suit Trump? I don't want to kind of associate him with any of our teams, really. Do It's just, no, absolutely not. I reckon if he comes over here and watches a game of soccer... Um, if he was to come over here and inflict any kind of rules on the game, a bit like China are doing when it gets to the end of the season, if you're tied at the top of the league as two teams... Only Chinese goal scorers count, right? So he's going to come over here, isn't he? And if he was to inflict rules on us, maybe only American goal scorers are going to count. Therefore, we're completely screwed because I don't think there are any Americans playing in the Premier League. The Premier League right oh now. Oh, my God. And when you look down the leagues, I know. So maybe we should just do that in England. Goals only count at the end of the season. If it comes to a tie in anything, it's not goal score, goals difference, anything like that. It's just English goal scorers. And in Scotland, Scottish goal scorers. Trump's obviously going to get Ivanka to round up the cheerleaders and we're going to have those on the sideline. Oh, yeah, that is exactly what he would do, though, isn't it? And he'd have women in very small shorts, I'm sure, yeah. running the lines with their flags. Um, we'd see that introduced 
I think on day one, wouldn't we? Yeah. Some yeah. scantily dressed mm. ladies, because that would completely fulfil his love of soccer then. Mm. Let's take a little listen to part of his inauguration speech, if that's OK, because I've decided to just rewrite it. I've decided to put Trump in charge of taking our game back to us, away from uh, the big money-making businesses that are the Premier League and everything else surrounding it. Uh, it's time for Trump to take back our game. But first of all, uh, let's just listen to a little bit of Trump's speech. Let's get a flavour of the man who's going to be in charge of our game. Not too much, please. Chief Justice Roberts, President Carter... President Clinton, President Bush, President Obama, fellow Americans, and people of the world, thank you. Today, we are not merely transferring power from one administration to another or from one party to another, but we are transferring power from Washington, D.C., and giving it back to you, the people. Thank you. God bless America. Now, I must say, I'm going to attempt Donald Trump's accent here, OK? Because I love the way he talks. Whenever I listen to uh, his speeches, I, I have to imitate him. So, here we go. President Infantino, Richard Scudamore, Martin Glenn, Alan Shearer, Darren Anderton, Jason Lee, thank you. Together we have the chance to make our national game great again. Blackburn will now be remembered forever. Anyone remember them winning the soccer league, anyone? I remember! <laughs> These set of pledges have a very special meaning today because we're not merely transferring power from one administration to another, but transferring it during the January window, as is the correct procedure, ladies and gentlemen. There'll be several challenges along the way. Take note, Sergio Aguero. But together, strikers, defenders, linebackers, whoever you are, you know who you are, we can do it. For too long, a small group in our nation's game has reaped the rewards of free Gatorade. Well, us people have borne the cost. Manchester City have flourished, but the people did not share in its wealth. Nicholas and Elka might have prospered, but jobs have been left and factories have closed, even Venka's Chicken Factory. Sorry about that, guys. I visited your factory and I think it's great. Today, January 20th, 2017, will be remembered as the day that people became the rulers of this game again. The forgotten men and women of our country will be forgotten no longer. Everyone is listening to you now, including you, Jimmy Burrard. I just love your commentary, even though you sound like an overexcited six-year-old when you're on the TV. <laughs> You're here today in your tens of millions, really? Especially if you've been at the Etihad today, by the way, to become part of a historic movement, the likes of which the world has never seen before. We must think big and dream even bigger. And as Leicester fans, we know a nation only strives when it is living together. And I've been to Leicester for Miss World Regionals in 1996, and it's a great place, but now you're calling for your manager's head. I mean, seriously, Leicester fans? Finally, to make this game great again, we're going to build a wall. Yes, we're going to build a wall around Southampton to stop them God, I'm offloading any more players for more cash. Only then can we truly be equal. Together we can make our game strong again. We'll make Roman Abramovich wealthy again. I hear he's struggling with the strength of the Euro. Sorry about that, Roman. We'll make this game safe again. And yes, together we'll make the Premiership 
Is that right or is it the Premier League? I don't know. We'll make this game great again. Thank you. God bless you. God bless the Premiership Premier League. God bless you. This is Mike Pence here, over and out for Trump's party. But we just want to say, Robbie Savage, you are raising Trump's hair game. You are raising the game. And we bring it to you in the UK of England. Here goes. Thank you, Lie Sister. I thought that was epic. That was brilliant. I want people to tweet in about that. At Offside Rule Pod is our Twitter because Kate will say, if ever football does not call you any longer, I think uh, politics yeah. is the way to go. And this is, this is really childish. This is really childish. And I don't know if your Molly is like this. Friends of ours who have kids who every time that they see Donald Trump on TV, which is a lot, mm. they just laugh. It's like when I was a kid and I had an Uncle Willie, it was just the funniest thing in the world. Yeah. And they're like, Trump, <laughs> the American president is a fart. This is from Hayley. This is from Lindsay. There we go. <laughs> Everyone's broken wind. Kids absolutely love the fact that his name sounds like a fart. Anyway, uh, talking of breaking wind, we're going to uh, uh, break just there, folks. <laughs> That was a seamless link, wasn't it? Um, and say goodbye from us, guys. We'll be back in a fortnight. Uh, we're off to go and um, quaff our hair like Donald Trump. Why not? And uh, we'll see you very shortly. So for myself, Kate, goodbye. Lindsay, goodbye. Hayley. Howdy, y'all. Over and out. <laughs> see you soon. The Offside Rule. We get it. With Lindsay Hooper, Hayley McQueen and Kate Borsay. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.